the name Miguel Andujar, my friends. Remember it for all eternity, for he has a chance to leave an indelible stamp on the 136-year history of the Pittsburgh Baseball Club. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates, an entirely unserious episode, obviously, of Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. The same place you found this. Pirates 4, Reds 1. If only they could face the Reds all the time. That's at least six in a row over Cincinnati when you factor in the four-game sweep out there just a couple weeks ago. And this one saw Mitch Keller pitch well yet again. It also saw the game tied at 1-1 with bases loaded when Andujar came up and just clubbed one to the center field wall just to the right of the north side notch. He'll learn not to think those are home runs in this particular ballpark if he's around long enough. As it was, he just kind of stood there and admired it. Didn't matter from the outcome standpoint. Not a great look. Not in any year, not in any era, because it affects the play on the field. It's not just about attitude. However, that said, it didn't affect anything. He was going to get a double regardless. He got a double. He was going to clear the bases regardless. He cleared the bases. And afterward, he spoke with reporters in the home clubhouse about how all that felt. I mean, yeah, it's a good feeling for me. We got a group, group of guy here, like uh, a lot of talent too. So uh, for me, it's super exciting to be here with this team. Good for him. You always like to see a guy get another chance, especially when his very first chance in the majors resulted in his being the American League Rookie of the Year finalist. He finished second in the voting in 2017. And never really came close to anything of the kind after that with the Yankees. Had a shoulder injury, had some other ailments, and just flat out failed to reproduce what he'd done as a rookie for whatever reasons. Now, he's 27 years old. The Yankees DFA'd him last Thursday. And the Pirates were the team that claimed him off waivers, making him the 4,789th player to achieve such status in the year 2022. All the rest of them have been complete catastrophes. As no one needs to be reminded, so if Andujar can rise above the mere level of complete catastrophe, yeah, This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. So we'll see. There's only another week of games. Whether or not Andujar can make any kind of impression. Um, in his other three at-bats last night, he struck out twice and got out. 
So everything went into that one swing, and it was an impressive swing. He really drove the ball. It wasn't just that it went deep. It's that it went really hard. It was a laser. It looked like somebody who has a history of hitting, and he does, but he's a long way removed from it. And expecting to unearth that after half a decade's passed and after most of that half decade's been spent in the minors as, you know, something of a, I don't know, you can't even really call him a reclamation project. It'd be more of a, let's just stow him away and see if anything comes of value someday. I don't know, like saving like an ancient beer can or whatever, you know, and just thinking, oh, someday this is going to be worth something. That's what it seemed like the Yankees were doing, even while they kept him on their 40. And if you understand the DFA process, you'll also understand that the Yankees make that player, and any team DFAing somebody, makes that player available for trade first. That team would obviously rather execute a trade, even a minimalistic trade, like cash or something. And the Yankees obviously got absolute zero in exchange. As a result, he goes on waivers. Pirates pick him up. That's that. Is anything going to come of this? Boy, I doubt it. I really do. And, And the reason for that is primarily that this happened so late. You'd have to make a commitment as an organization to protect him on your 40-man roster in advance of the Rule 5 draft. There are other players, other infinitely more important players to the Pirates' future that have to be protected. I haven't sat down and done all that yet where you you know bank on who's going to be here, who has to be protected, who's first time uh, required to be protected. But if you're building a system the way the Pirates are supposed to be building theirs, and you're entering year four of that process, you really probably shouldn't be protecting 27-year-olds who haven't done anything at all at the top level for half a decade. Not to rain on the kid's parade. It's nice that he got the double and everything else. And maybe, maybe, maybe the Pirates see something in his swing or in his approach that they feel that they can address. Wow, with that track record, would anyone have any reasonable cause to trust the Pirates' judgment on picking up hitters? Off the waiver wire, when we come back, J1Q. Ken, who says, DK, I'm not here to defend nutting because he's a problem. But when is the last time you remember three under 25-year-old starters like Rowanzi Contreras, Johan Oviedo, and Luis Ortiz? I'm over 50, and I've never seen it in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they dumpster-dived all season, but the core of this team, I think, is coming together. Ken, I want to take this entry and cut it up into little slices, okay? So bear with me on this. First of all, you opened this up with, let me read the exact wording here. 
I'm not here to defend nutting. Okay, Ken, we can talk about stuff. We can talk about the baseball team without feeling as if it's some sort of apology for nutting, who, by the way, has just regressed to such a state in our uh, our local culture that he's only nutting. You know, he doesn't even have a first name or anything else. He's just nutting. I, I didn't see the need to apologize for asking a question. I don't, I don't see what having three good starting pitchers would have to do with defending nutting. That doesn't even make sense to me. Second, you cite the guys who are under 25 years old. You cite Contreras, Oviedo, and Ortiz. I will caution again to not go overboard with either Oviedo or Ortiz. Let's give them time. Let's give them a little bit of space. Oviedo has spent time in the majors with the Cardinals. That's cause for optimism. Why? Because the Cardinals know what they're doing. And the fact that he was a part of the St. Louis pitching staff in a contention year, even though it was in the bullpen, that tells you that he earned his way there. He's legit. Might take him a little while longer, and we've seen him be a little erratic already in his time with the Pirates, particularly with his control. But he's far from a finished product. Ortiz, kid just showed up, okay? Uh, The stuff is breathtaking. The poise that's accompanied it to date has been a match. That's fantastic. That's a lot of fun. But he's yet to have anyone punch back to use the old Clint Hurdle term, meaning when the opponents realize what your weaknesses are, or even if there's just one weakness, and begin hammering away at it, how do you react? How do you counterattack? That hasn't happened yet for this kid. And throwing super duper hard isn't the answer for everything. It just isn't. In my other quibble with your entry, and I hope you're being a good sport about this because I'm sharing all this in the best possible spirit, trust me, is that you left off Mitch Keller. Mitch is 26 years old. You know, Mitch is not some over-the-hill guy. The Pirates hold his rights for three more years. He's not going anywhere. And if he keeps pitching the way he has pretty much the entirety of this season now, certainly after the brief uh, expulsion from the rotation back in May, he's He's going to be a big part of anybody's future. So I could make the case back to you that the Pirates have four of these guys. And to attempt to finally answer your actual question here, I'd, I I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to get into they compare favorably to this and that and whatever else here. Uh, I'll answer it this way without actually answering it. The best young rotation that I saw the Pirates have over the last, whatever it is, you know, 25 years or so, was the 1997 Freak Show. When all of those guys, the Jason Schmidt, Esteban Loaiza, Francisco Cordova, that whole crew, whenever they all had 30-plus starts, it was a season in which there were only five starters the whole way through, which was like... Unbelievable now in 2022, but it did happen. And those guys, of course, went on to have nice careers elsewhere, particularly Schmidt. 
but I'm not going to go along with comparing them or whatever. We've seen these two of these kids, you know, for not even a month yet. I appreciate the question. I really do. And I appreciate hypothetically your good sportedness about my response. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates, and we'll do another one of these tomorrow.